Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefo Never Told You, production of iHeartRadio. Okay, Annie, we are doing something a little different for today's Monday Mini, and I think it's appropriate because it is the new year, and there are so many things that have happened uh, in our lives the last two years, our whole lifetime, um, and a <laughs> lot of changes that have happened. Mm-hmm. So you and I are kind of just having a really open, candid, kind of tearful, go ahead and put that out there, <laughs> conversation about, oh, we're, we're pretty much evaluating ourselves Mm-hmm. in this profession, right? This is yeah. kind of the conversation we're having. Mm-hmm. So I have a question, and it has it's kind of doing a leap because I found this fascinating. And if you haven't listened to our sponsored episode about And Just Like That, the new Sex and the City uh, series, like continuation, mm-hmm. you should go listen to it. Because I uh, one of the things that we were very amused by was that Carrie's new job or career path is now podcasting, right? Yes. And we both had a moment of like, what? Mm-hmm. Are we relevant or are we out of out of sync? Like, which one is it? Mm-hmm. And one of the first critiques we had was like, why are they treating this like it's a radio show? <laughs> yeah. The way that they were just having, like, it looked, I don't know. What did you think? It did look like a radio show. And I'm a terrible person and I don't remember the third, because it's Carrie and Shay and a third person. Bobby Lee is Bobby the actual Lee. person. I forgot his character name. Yes, but he, to me, feels like like a disc jockey, like the radio, like, whoa, whoa, sound effects. Maybe he's supposed to be Joe Rogan. That's kind of what I'm getting, but... I, so I guess those kind of podcasts exist, but they're so far away from what we do and what, and this is my personal taste, what I would prefer to listen to. <laughs> and that's just not what I see very right. often. And, you know, to me, like, yeah, we come from our closets to do this and we have right. been doing it for years. So I, it looks very different than what I would associate how podcasting looks and sounds. Um, but yeah, I get I definitely radio show vibe. I, I felt right the awkward like interview questions that just sit, and you. I'm guessing like we are very heavily edited, as we've uh, spoken about previously. And if you've ever talked to me in person, you know that I am awkward as hell, and I don't know what is happening. I'm going to blame it on uh, the pandemic and my a- aging. I'm losing words left and right to the point that I have to describe it to the point that Annie will guess it. Like you've gotten really good at Sam speak. As we say, <laughs> yes. uh, because it's it's just flying out of my head all the time uh, to the point that I'm like, this is my job. I'm concerned. <laughs> and yeah, that's kind of the thing is this is an interesting job. And in comparison to when I used to do social work um, and being a caseworker, working on the grounds, working one-on-one, doing case management, doing problem solving, like I went to school for that. I was trained for that. I came into a position, I stepped away because it got too triggering and traumatizing and then came back to it and loving working with the teens and trying to have solutions. And of course, there's a lot about the system that I didn't like, but I knew I was good at it. I knew it was something that I was ready for and I had personal experiences for it. Mm -hmm. So as you and I are talking, I woke up, yesterday. And I do this back and forth, do this back and forth. And people who follow my Twitter probably think I'm the world's saddest sack uh, human being. Mm -hmm. And you're not too far off because (laughs) I am 
really just racked with anxiety and self-doubt. And when it comes to this profession, I feel like it's so in front of me that, that all of my mistakes are so right there that it's almost breathtaking in a, in a like, I just... <laughs> just want to roll up in a ball and step away. Like mm-hmm. it is alarmingly shocking to me how um, I have not only increased in my criticisms of myself, but feel like I am so unqualified for this position. And at the beginning, I was so excited making jokes about how I was never leaving and oh yay, I get to be a part of something different and changing. And now I'm here going, why am I why am I here? And you have been in this industry for a long time. This is your industry. This is what you know, correct? Other than teaching uh, outside of the US and right. fleeing from government. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I I mean I didn't go to school for it, but I have been doing I've been within this industry. 12 years now, um, hosting for, I think, three or four years now. Right. So this yeah. is your thing. This is, you have been at the beginning. It's like when you were there before it was popular. You were there before it was cool. You're one of those OGs. <laughs> and congratulations. And you're talking about the fact that you also have these same doubts to the point that anxiety, it's almost anxiety-inducing that you panic before we record, right? Yes. Um, so... Even years into this, and I know we actually discussed this recently on an episode. Samantha and I handle stress very differently. But one of my things is I still, I think when I first started hosting Saver, my co-host Lauren, she made a joke and she was like, it looks like you're riding a plane in turbulence because I was just gripping my chair so hard and I was so tense. And like going back and listening to those old episodes, I'm like, oof. Thank you all for sticking around because <laughs> it's clear <laughs> I was like one second away from panicking and clearly also trying to get people to like me in a way that people can tell that you're trying to get <laughs> like you. Um, but no, I do still feel it. I still get nervous. I'll still like lie awake at night and question every, what if I didn't say this or what if I am passing along something toxic and I don't know it? Like I'll just get so in my head that it prevents me from doing the best that I can be, I think, because I'm just so like, yeah, anxious, <laughs> anxious yeah. and full of self-doubt still. Right. Right now, I guess for podcasters, it's award seasons, listicle season, um, Mm -hmm. so many things where we are being compared to different people. And I've already talked about, you know, looking stupidly at the reviews. But hey, I actually did see one where one of our listeners, and I love you, uh, defended me. And thank you so much. You have no idea uh, to the person who did this, made me smile so big uh, because I was like, oh, someone truly... They, they had my back. <laughs> and it was very good to see and kind to see. But it is. It, it's a whole new world of being in public uh, as this is. And and on top of that, um, I have the anxiety of if my family or if people I know from past hears this, 
it's going to drive a bigger wedge between us. And I know this. Um, and fearing that, not not feeling the same. They, they were so proud of me when they knew I was working to help children. And they feel like this is such a slap in the face and this is not helping as much. They're not necessarily shaming me for it, but they're definitely not telling people what I'm doing as right. they used to. So that on top of the fact that we are in a field and our niche subject is so scrutinized that I get to the point that I, I had come in. I was like, yeah, I can do social media. Yeah, no, I'm done. I'm like, I am so scared of doing, saying the wrong things, taking uh, someone's statement and uh, taking away someone's voice or misstepping into this because it's not very forgiving. I will say that. Like, unless they truly listen, oftentimes they get a small snippet it's not forgiving, and you just get raked over the coals. And don't get me wrong, accountability is necessary, and I'm all, all, all about accountability. But because of that, the fear that I'm going to say something wrong, do something wrong, uh, give uh, information wrong, pronounce this wrong, there's so many anxieties that me as a person who is super awkward, who has an absolute fear Orphan mentality is what I used to call it, which is kind of degrading, uh, that the fear of rejection and not being wanted is my primary personality trait. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I hate to be that focused on it, but literally being in an orphanage (laughs) kind of puts me in that realm. And so me hoping to have change and so excited by these opportunities. And please know I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. And I know that I am, I should be grateful and I am grateful for being in this place. But I had never recognized the true, like, I have never had to be so, as often as I am very self-critical, the true weight of being somewhat vulnerable in public. Like, this is such an overwhelming, like, to the point, like, I just said, Andy, I think you're going to have to find a new host. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know you've done, you've, we've been working so hard and it was such a long journey and you and I get along so well to the point that our coworkers are, laugh about the fact that we come in together, like yes. we are come as a pair now. And I'm like, yes, we do. I will <laughs> never be without Andy. Thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> but like that, that, that we are truly friends. We are truly there for each other. But that this level of like, I don't know, it, I don't think I'm good at this. And please know this is not me fishing for compliments, but just having these moments waking up going, I, I'm not good at this. Why the f*** did I think I could be good at this? Yeah. And uh, most of you listeners, yeah, you're, you're fantastic and awesome. And this is not... Again, I always feel like we're not, when we make these like conversations, when we have these conversations, it's not really, <laughs> right. we're not trying to single out or have like oh, a, no. you know, conversation with you through this podcast in that way. But uh, yeah, I totally hear you. And um, I remember when I was first approached to be on this show, it took me like months, months of them trying to convince me to do it. Because I was just like, it's, I'm not going to be good at it. I'm not going to be good at it. And and then having that doubt like every day. And it is hard. We've discussed so many of these issues before of what makes it complicated of being vulnerable in that open space and having 
people comment on it, which is, you know, fine. And a lot of times those comments are great, but it's so strange to me. Like I'll get so scared about sharing something that I think shouldn't be scary at all. But I, but it's just so important to me and it's so personal to me. And to have someone come in and be like, no, <laughs> right, <laughs> that's worthless or has no value. And that's one of my big, that's one of the things that I struggle with. And it's interesting to me because I, I, I've made comments about this and I've sort of joked about this, but I always feel like I'm one annoyance away from people being like, oh, she's not worth being around. And so to do that in a public space of when you're already pretty insecure about that stuff, it is hard. And then there's so many things, and this is sort of technical, um, but there's so many things that as someone who's worked here for a while, you can take for granted. So for instance, some of you have written in about this and asked me like, why is it you do, um, you introduce uh, Christina in this way versus how you introduce an other podcast or, or something like that? And it's literally because I'm usually just copying what the person did before me. Right. <laughs> and I'm not, I've never been, I was there right when Saver started, but I was new. So I was taking my tips from Lauren host over there. So I've never been the one that like started something totally from scratch. And so it's kind of like, then you were trying to fit yourself into how you think this works. And you might be comparing yourself to other hosts or how they did it. And maybe that's just not how you do it. And so right. you, you constantly feel like a sense of failure, which is what we talked about in our very first episode right. together. And here we are. Right. I mean, and, and honestly, we're coming back around and we're, we're wanting to give you a peek behind the curtains. A, because people think we do somewhat have it together um, because we are heavily edited. <laughs> Christina <laughs> is a magic maker. Andrew was a magic maker. Andrew sent me, he did send me a short clip recently of me just flubbing and cursing <laughs> the entire time. So I do love those moments too. Yes. But it is. It's something like to see that we're having moments of trying to figure it out ourselves. I'm coming into a space that I know nothing about. So I have tons of questions. The one thing you know about me, I'm not going to hold back when, it, when I'm confused. Like I, I need to know so I can unravel this. But what does that look like? And even to the fact that I'm having to analyze when people are critiquing the way I speak, uh, my voice. I'm like, honestly, it's because I spoke Korean till I was eight years old, miscommunicated with my family because they could not speak Korean. I then had an, a North Georgia mountain accent on top of my Korean accent, which helped develop my pronunciation inabilities, uh, especially if you listen to someone who was uh, speaks fluent Korean come in and speak English, you know there's some differences in the way things are pronounced. That's the accent. When people talk, that's an accent. That's actually part of the way I speak. But I did not realize it until I was on a podcast and I was like, why do I sound like that? Oh. And when, of course, my friends like you and people that I talk to, they're like, you don't have an accent. I'm like, no, that's it's there. It's just a part of my cadence because it is a part of the accent and the way I learn to speak and things develop, all of these different things. And it's, it is. It's partially there. And I find that interesting that I'm even going that far to, again, analyze. Very, of course, I'm very analytical of everything anyway mm -hmm. of these things because I'm being criticized, because I'm being told this is, and because I hear it too. 
I hear it too. I'm like, oh my God, that's awful. I hate it. I hate doing our QAs, which is when we listen to ourselves, by the way. Mm -hmm. I hate it. This has been a nightmare (laughs) for that. Uh, (laughs) Trying to figure that out. But I think one of the biggest things that I am trying to figure out for myself as a woman of color, a person of color in this space is I have done so well at being invisible and trying to blend in into a white space, into uh, the space that was not seemingly developed for me and then trying to be there. And if I don't do it to the best of my abilities, I am shaming whatever, uh, whoever would claim me in their group. (laughs) Does that make sense? Which is rare for me in general and being Mm -hmm. ostracized. And so therefore wanting to be small, wanting to disappear and then thinking, oh, I think I do have something to say and then feeling like I didn't say it appropriately. Right. Yeah, I I mean it's it's one of those things that frustrates me a lot about being any marginalized person. It's it feels like there's more responsibility and then every intersection they're in there's more responsibility to represent. And of course you can never represent an entire race or an entire gender or all that stuff, but you feel that responsibility of like I've got to do it well and do it right. And and so many of these things that we're talking about, it's, we have to have these conversations and we want to have these conversations. But that kind of like fear and self-doubt, which can come from so many different avenues and that fear of like being wrong can hold you back. And so you don't, it becomes like a, a cyclical situation where it's like, well, I can't be perfect. So I might as well not say anything at all, which is not true. But that, it gets in you of like, well, I'm not doing this well or I'm not doing this right or what if I misspoke or all of this. And it can be pretty, pretty exhausting. Oh, I'm tired. (laughs) I think you and I are both tired. Maybe it's the end of the year trying to push and cram everything together so we can get enough content out there that we don't (laughs) feel like we're slacking, which is not true. (laughs) I do want to end this wine session of mine um, with this, that I do really appreciate what you have done. And I think you really laid out a great foundation. Things that I cannot keep up with, your standards. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just playing. Uh, Not because you're putting it on me, more more so that I'm like, okay, we are very different people when it comes to uh, working styles. You are on top of it and I am 10 days late, um, (laughs) typically. But I really do appreciate that you have really done um, so much for this podcast. And and you've had to rebrand it. You've had to rebrand it for yourselves because, yeah, we went through a whole influx of different hosts. Uh, we know this and we know that they are those hosts are amazing and it's hard to like live up to. It's really hard to live up to, but you've done a phenomenal job in keeping it going, keeping it relevant, um, teaching me the ways in, in podcasting. Because like I said, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Uh, still trying to figure this out. And I really do appreciate that. I, I love our friendship and I really 
you are probably one of my closest friends. I mean, for for sure, in the pandemic, mm-hmm. you were the only other person <laughs> that I saw. Um, mm-hmm. And it was genuinely loving. I loved um, being able to share what you love. Because for me, I don't have those connections, and you do. And again, we've talked about the differences between you and I and how we gravitate and uh, really uh, cling to things. And I am less likely to be attached to things and you're more likely to be attached to things and, and passions. And it's really beautiful to watch you love something. It is contagious. It is a delight. And it does make you feel a part of a community just to be able to witness it. So mm-hmm. all of that to say is I love you. I really I appreciate <laughs> everything you've done. And even though I'm like, I want to quit. <laughs> <laughs> I know because you are the partner in this that I, I'm not failing because you're, you're part of this and you don't fail. So just want to say, I love you and I thank you for that. And I love our listeners who have, are diehard and supportive. And I know you are. Please don't think I'm just negative Nelly all the time. It's just trying to really get a grasp in this world in general and yeah, the listener base is one of the strongest uh, communities and really uplifting communities that I've been a part of. So I really appreciate y'all as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like you really have no idea how much it means when it's, even if it's just a note like, hey, I really like that episode. It's like, yes, the best. it makes our hearts sore. <laughs> it's worked on it. <laughs> it does. Yes. Yes. And it, it's weird because I, podcasting can be pretty isolating. So it's like you're doing this and then you don't know what happens when it gets out there and you're always like, what if it's terrible? So even right. just like a small note like that is so nice. I love you too, Samantha. I'm so glad you're here. I think you bring such a great perspective. And I treasure our friendship so much. I feel like I talk about you all the time. <laughs> Good. I talk about you all the time to the point people are like, does she live with you? Much. <laughs> yeah, people have thought that. <laughs> like, Wait a minute, what's going on here? Never you mind. Never you mind. And yeah, um, always here to provide support. And I think there is something to be said. I think even though we're talking specifically about a very niche industry. Right. Um, Apparently I, not. I, well, Carrie, that's true. City. That's true. <laughs> I do think a lot of people can relate to this to just like not feeling like you're doing good at your job or well at your job. And I also, I really think that there's something to be said for systems that we come into that maybe aren't working for you. Like I, I thought about this the other day when someone was just like, I just work so much better at night. But the way we're set up, like it's not, that's not going to help you. And then you're going to feel like, well, I'm failing and I'm failing and I'm failing. So I'm always a big proponent of kind of thinking, well, it doesn't have to be done this way. This is not working for me. So yeah, we wanted to start the new year because we're just not in a place of like, <laughs> it's like resolution You know season. what? Look behind the curtains, see the reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We wanted to, you know, just show you if you're struggling, if you're tired, all of those things. We're right there with you. <laughs> we are. We are. And we are very, 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 very thankful for you. So whatever you're celebrating, if you're not celebrating... However that looks for you, whatever that looks like. We hope that you're well. You are in our hearts and we we do love hearing from you. So if you would like to contact us, you can. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at Stuff I've Never Told You or on Twitter at Momstuff Podcast. Thanks as always to 
our super producer, Christina. Seriously, you are amazing. We appreciate you as well. We do. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff Under Told is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.